Hello, and welcome to my podcast called Drag Enthusiasts Unite. Today's episode, Drag, is it an art or an act? This is your host, Sarah Forcier. Drag has always been something I have been fascinated with. The artistry that is expressed by the men who partake in drag fascinates me. I'm not blessed with the art of makeup application or self-expression. I do not have the patience for it, but I love to admire it from afar. My uncle Matt introduced me to RuPaul's Drag Race as a teenager. My love for drag slowly evolved over the years and I have been a fan ever since. It seems folks are more aware of drag now than they ever have been before. Drag, what is it? Where did it get its name? The term drag originated from a theater term that was used to describe a man or a woman who dressed in clothing that was meant for the opposite sex. In this podcast, we are primarily dealing with drag queens, meaning men who dress up as women. Originally, in theater culture stemming from the Shakespearean days, women were not allowed to perform on the stage, leaving men to play both male and female parts. The term drag was then referenced due to the act of long skirts worn by the actors dragging, quote-unquote, on the stage. Nowadays, drag is more recognizable and accepted in mainstream culture. From the big screen, such as classics like Rocky Horror Picture Show or Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, or the big stage, such as Broadway, with hits like Kinky Boots, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, or Hairspray, drag is more recognizable than ever. There have been leaps and bounds when it comes to legislature in the LBGTQ community. Society is more acceptable of same-sex couples in the LBGTQ culture. Now, when it comes to art, I feel art can be literally anything that invokes an emotional response in a person. Drag definitely is that. It's a powerful type of performance art. It's a way of self-expression, a way to raise awareness, a way to communicate, and a way to inspire. Not just anyone can slap on a pair of heels and slay a stage. It takes a special kind of queen to slay that hard. I had the pleasure of learning about three queen stories and how they became their drag personas. The power of social media is strong. Through email, I got to learn a little bit about these men's stories, about how they created their drag characters, how they relate to them, and what their messages are to people who aren't so familiar. The first queen I had a pleasure of interviewing is a gentleman by the name of Christian. His drag persona goes by the name Hot Pink Shade. I asked him how he got his name and he stated, my current drag mother asked my favorite color and that was what she chose for my first name. Her last name is Shade and I took that as mine. And now voila. I got to discuss um, how Christian got into drag. Christian stated, I was invited to do a talent competition at Neighbors Nightclub one Tuesday night in Seattle, Washington. And as a dancer and lip syncer, I was encouraged to try to spruce up whatever I was going to bring. So I decided to ask my co-performer I was a dancer for if she would do my makeup for the competition. I took second place that night and the rest is history. Christian was then asked um, what he gets out of being a drag performer. Christian stated, admittedly, I love being able to perform and dance for an audience. I love being on stage. Not only that, I've been messaged numerous times by people who say I've inspired them and given them something to smile about during dark times. Being that positive light in a person's life is probably the biggest reward. 
above money or recognition or popularity. Christian also stated that there isn't a huge difference between him and his drag persona. He says, I'd have to say makeup and some of the costuming are the only difference. There's nothing different in personality or demeanor with me or my drag persona. Christian is influenced by um, people such as Don Richard, Ciara, and Aaliyah. When asked um, Christian, or I asked Christian if he had an opinion on whether drag was an art or an act, he replied, drag is an art to me. If it was an act, then anybody could do it. And honey, I can say that drag isn't for anybody. When it comes to um, how he feels, I asked him, if he's, is he more comfortable as him or dressed in his drag persona? Christian stated, neither holds more comfort than the other. I asked Christian how drag makes him feel. He says drag makes um, him feel powerful and feel seen. He feels as if people actually take him seriously when he's in drag. I then asked him if he had any words of encouragement for people who are scared to pursue drag. Christian stated, stick with it, believe in what you put out there and have fun. Now the second queen I got to um, have the pleasure of talking to is um, a drag queen that I follow on social media. About two years ago, a friend of mine was getting married. Her bachelorette party started at a club in Seattle, Washington called LeFou. We were there for a drag queen brunch. Nothing is better than seeing men with better legs than you wearing wigs and lip syncing to Whitney Houston, all while wearing heels, wigs, and an outfit you wouldn't be dead seeing it in public. This fabulous queen was the host that morning. I reached out via Facebook and Chris was kind enough to answer some questions for me. The first question I asked Chris was, how did you get into drag? Chris replied, when I was in my 20s, I lived in Vegas and met a drag performer by the name of Chanel. Chanel's also from RuPaul's Drag Race season one and All Stars. We became friends and I started working as his assistant. And when we moved to Seattle for him to work at a show called LeFou, I was asked by the director to fill in for a sick performer and I have been doing drag ever since. I asked Chris what he got out of being a drag performer. Chris stated, so many things. It is my creative outlet, emotional outlet, career, and so many other things. The list goes on and on and on. I asked Chris if he, there was a difference between him and his drag persona. Chris said, at this point in time, not a lot, or at this time, not a lot. I tend to be a bit shyer out of drag than I am in drag, but other than that, there's not much of a difference. Chris is primarily inspired by artists such as Adele, RuPaul, Elton John, his drag mother, Chanel, and many of the other queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. I then, of course, because this is the whole point of my podcast, I asked um, Chris whether he thought drag was an art or an act. Chris stated, I'd say a little bit of both. You can't have one without the other. 
the, another question I asked Chris was, what do you want um, people who are unfamiliar with drag to take away from drag? Chris said, I want people to take away the sense of um, you can do... I want people to take away the sense of you can do and be anything you want to and be open to yourself, which will open up so many things in your life. Also, to find a sense of happiness. I lastly closed our interview with, by asking Chris um, if he had any words of encouragement for anybody who was interested in doing gra- drag but scared to pursue it. Chris said, I would tell them to be always have fun, never take it too serious in the beginning, and it should first and foremost be fun. The last drag queen I got to talk to um, goes by the name of Moniki Shame. He was a friend of a friend on Facebook. Small world, right? I knew of this queen because I have secretly stalked her on Instagram and Facebook over the years. This queen is also also interest always interested me because she is unlike the majority of the queens I'm familiar with or follow. She's definitely more alternative, dark, twisted, and super unique. After doing some chatting, Monique shared that she was a contestant on a show called Dragula. She was on season two. You can watch it on Netflix if you so desire. Just a bit of warning though, if you are not into things like Rocky Horror Picture Show or anything that has to do with horror, gore, or filth, then it's not a show for you. I was super interested in how casting worked for shows like Dragula or RuPaul's Race, Drag Race, so I asked what it was like. Monique shared, so I was already on the Boulay's radar because they hosted Pride one year in, on, in Seattle and I was really good friends with Frankie Doom who was on season one. So I went to LA and partied and performed for a straight re- week. Then the way the process works is they make a post saying that auditions are up and you have to record a video basically that shows your drag and then out of drag. They make you do a monologue from Pink Flamingos and you have to do something in public that causes the scene. And then I got a call a week later. Then they flew me out to Los Angeles and I was met with five other people in an Airbnb hiding from the public and gay bars because we weren't allowed to be seen. I asked Monique, who also goes by the name Nathan, how he got into drag. Nathan stated, it was a joke at first and I really came out on Halloween, so when I did it, everyone was shocked and I won a costume contest that night. I then asked Nathan, what does he get out of being a drag performer? He says, a lot of money, haha, joking. I actually got a whole lot of experience. I managed my own shows and was doing all my own booking, so I got the chance to see the world. Monique shares that her biggest inspirations for her drag are Marilyn Manson, the club kids, and a lot of pain and suffering thoughts go into his character. When asked, Nathan gave his opinion that drag is an art. To get dressed up and entertain a crowd and captivate the folks, there is an art to that. I asked Monique if if she has always loved performing. Monique replied, I've been in drama and choir my whole life, so performing and being on the stage has always been a dream of mine. 
It wasn't until I got big into performing that I realized how invested I was with it. I love every moment of it. I then asked him, how does drag make you feel? Nathan replied, I feel so liberated then I can, that I can shock and make people laugh in three minutes. And in that three minute lip sync, those people get to know you and that is the best feeling ever. I then asked Nathan what he wants people who are unfamiliar um, of drag, what to take away from. He says, I want them to realize that it's an art form. It's the same as painting or building something. And also that anyone, any age, any gender can perform in drag. Lastly, I asked him what words of encouragement he um, has for people who are interested in drag but scared to pursue it. He then stated, honey, put on them heels and just do it. I know so many people who are scared of being in drag, but once they get that wig on, they love it. I was so honored to be able to learn about these artists' stories. They were all very sweet to have taken time out of their lives to share their stories with me. What I gathered from talking with these three men were that they were that they wear their drag like a suit of armor made of sequins and sparkly things to help them express themselves. They are all very courageous in their own ways. Some of these queens have been verbally and physically assaulted, personal information leaked and harassed, been judged, looked down upon, among other negative things done to them, yet they still hold their heads up high and let the show go on. They all encourage one to find the thing, quote unquote, that makes them happy and to just do it. Be true to yourself, be kind to yourself and others, and be humbled. Don't judge a book by its cover. Love is love no matter how you look at it. Drag is unique, unusual, expressive, creative, and is all around fabulous. It most definitely is a unique form of art. Whether you're just learning about drag or you're an enthusiast like myself, I hope you are all able to take away that drag is an art, not a cry for attention. Now, sashay away.